0: Hello guys, welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today is somebody I met in a competition. He's an amazing person. He's really charming. He's multi-talented. He likes to call himself jack of all trades. And he's such an amazing person. He's an online game streamer. And all he does is like play games online. And before this conversation, I didn't find the appeal in doing something like that. But as the conversation progressed, it, it became more appealing to do something like that. Let's welcome Bibi. How are you doing?
1: Doing well, Abu. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it, bro. What are you doing up nowadays? So these few days, I've been uh, really working on streaming. Uh, My Twitch channel uh, has been uh, improving uh, so much, much more than what I expected. In uh, just a few months, I've been starting to stream. And I'm really happy about it. Uh, A big uh, shout out to my supporters who are always there watching me. And thank you, Abu. You're one of them, actually. Thank you for being there for me. So yeah, just recently I've been I've been just uh, uh, yeah streaming and working on content for my viewers. I heard you got signed up with some esports team. What is it about? So I got uh, signed up with uh, Ruls Esports. Uh, they're a small uh, esport team in the Middle East, uh, mainly UAE and Oman. And uh, yeah, I was very happy, I was very happy about that. Usually streamers don't get signed up unless they're in the industry for like almost a year and stuff. But it was a good start for me, and they were very happy. The interview went pretty good. And I feel like it's a great start to start with them. They're mostly Fortnite uh, and stuff, so I was basically uh, managing their League of Legends and Valorant team, and I'm a content creator for them, including all the other variety games that I play. So, yeah, I'm very happy about that. So, do you monetize your content? Um, so, which uh, allows you to take subscriptions and donations, which cost money. So, if the sub, uh, if a user just subscribes to me or your name. But otherwise, no, I don't monetize anything. It's, it's all for free. Even like no obligations for anyone to pay. You know, they're all welcome to come and watch me uh, just being there. I, I appreciate everyone regardless of uh, whether they're a paying user or not. But yeah, eventually I feel like uh, as more viewers come and as I build better content, people would want to watch me and people would want to support me. So that's mainly my source of income.
0: Uh, what what got you into streaming, like game streaming? Because to me, it's something new and I've never tried it before. Like what
1: was your incentive to go forward with it? I love gaming. Yeah, It's something I'm very, very passionate about. And um, what happened is a few years back, so let's say in, th- in 2018, Uh, I was like, I'm playing anyway. Might as well just put a camera and do what I do. I I, I was actually very against against the whole idea of streaming. So my brother used to watch PewDiePie the whole time and I would always be against that. I'll be like, why would you want to watch someone play when you can just play yourself, right? As a gamer back then. But then I kind of got into it and I saw my friends starting to it. So I I, I thought, why not? Like, it it, it looks something fun. And then I understood what's the whole idea of building a community. Uh, people to play together etc cetera, etc cetera. and i like that i then started but then i didn't i got busy with work and stuff but then i officially officially started just two months ago in may of 2020 and yeah i've been doing it uh, almost daily since then and i'm really loving it is this like your full-time job now pretty much uh, so maybe in the future i might consider having another full-time but i w- that will not stop me from streaming so if i end up getting a full-time uh job later on I would still stream after that job and stuff. So the streaming will be a consistent thing regardless. But yes, for now, it is my full-time job.
0: How do you manage to make time for this? Because when I'm doing the podcast, it takes a lot of time to record, find people, and then edit things and stuff. Like maybe you don't have those things because you're going live, but still it feels like a lot of commitment towards this. Like How did you manage to get commit this much to
1: this? Uh, that's actually a good point. And uh, a lot of people keep asking me, why don't you do YouTube videos? And I tell them the same answers. Like, uh, I prefer people watching me live. And I like to, uh, usually I'm a, I'm a person who makes content live. I don't like to sit and fake stuff or like, I'm not saying YouTube is fake, but a lot of it is like edited and recorded for the sake of showing what you want to show the people right? I prefer it to be genuine live. I like to play the games, uh, literally reviews on the spot, nothing to cut out, nothing. If it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing. If it's good, it's good. I like it to be genuine and right there on the spot. So people can watch the real me uh, doing the real things in front of them. Um, In terms of editing and stuff, I have amazing friends who help me, uh, designers, video editors. So, uh, really a, a, a big shout out even to you abu you helped me do my panels on twitch a big shout out for him guys the panels look sexy and um it, it's it's mainly my friends who like are always supportive they want to come and help me they feel like uh, they want to like you know support me they want to they want to see me grow and without them honestly it would have been really hard so yeah that's it and finally i would just want to say it's about the passion at the end of the day if you're passionate about something you will find billions ways of to do it you know like they say if you want to start a business in 30 days you will do it in 30 days if you want to start a business in 6 hours you will do it in 6 hours so it's mainly about how much time you put into it and the passion you have into the whole hobby or let's say the work you do
0: speaking of business right? I remember you are the first I met you in this business program in NYU and like I, I've seen you like being proactive about all these things like pursuing something like in the entrepreneurial
1: field um again, uh I have a lot of sides of me. So there's the whole party side, so BB going clubbing, not into the game. So and then there's the geeky side of me, the gaming and all that. And then there's the whole academic entrepreneurship side. So again uh, it's, it's all about balance, you know, like I cannot be a gamer only and have no absolute knowledge of anything, right? That, that, that wouldn't be just right. And at the same time, I don't want to be so academic to a point where I don't have fun in my life. So again, it, it's all about balance. And uh, I'm always open to opportunities. So I'm, I'm, I'm not kind of saying no to it, or I'm not, uh, not pursuing it. But I feel like uh, my, my passion and my opportunities right now fall into the gaming industry and the streaming industry. So uh, I'm building that and I, and, and, and something I'm, I'm the most passionate about. So with the whole startup thing, it, it's something I'm good at, it's something I do. I enjoy it as well, I'm not saying it's boring, but like, it, it's not something I see myself starting unless if it's a, a startup or a business that I'm really, really passionate about. So I actually have a couple of startups. One of them is B-Comics and one of them is B-Games. So game development and comic development, both are, really, are doing well. Uh, I'm actually gonna like, build a comic very soon. A little fun story for my viewers. And what I do is on people's birthdays, I send them lovely comic straps and stuff. So these things are fun. Uh, again, uh, it, it, it's all about the right timing and the right passion. So for now, I don't think the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur side is mine. Uh, for now, I I, I, I'm, I believe it's the streaming and the gaming industry.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with the balance issue. Right? We see a lot of people who are, hyper focused on certain things like even if it's say something like academic right they're so hyper focused on a particular field you see them not knowing anything about the other fields like if you go into finance or something then you see these people who are only into finance their only path forward is finance rather than having a spectrum of knowledge right it's messed up in my opinion
1: that is very right yes you are correct and i'm i'm completely against that in fact, um, a lot of people call me, and I like to be known as a jack of all trades. So it has its good and it has its uh, like ups and downs. Uh, being um, like a jack of all trades means I, I have a wide variety of like, skills and talents, but at the same time, it means I cannot, or it's very hard. I don't want to say I cannot, but it's very hard to master any of them. So like, I'll always have to settle for someone better than me, but it means that I know a lot more than that person, which I'm very happy about. So it's all about uh, uh, you getting into the choice. If you want to be like uh, just really pro at something or if you want to branch out and know a lot of things. So yeah, I'm I'm the master of uh, all trades, jack of all trades. I think I have the same issue also. Like
0: to me personally, like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of various things and I'm not mastered at anything, but I can do everything better than somebody who doesn't know anything right? So it's, what happens in this point is like what I feel is going to happen to me is like I'm moving in an aimless direction. Like I'm moving in all sides and not one side. So if you're driving a car, you can't move at all sides. You have to go towards some destination, right? And the fact that there is no destination for me that I'm very, uh, how do I put it, that I'm not sure about, it kind of is scary to me. Is it the same thing with you also? Like do you, are you afraid that you don't know which direction you're going? And are you afraid that you might end up somewhere wrong? Um,
1: so uh, one guy who, um, who was who a very passionate uh, leadership guy is all about leadership and uh, all that stuff told me that it's good to have focus on your life. Right? So obviously uh, what you, what, what you're trying to say here is you need focus in your life. Uh, you cannot just, keep doing everything right and he's completely right about that i'm not saying that uh, uh, i'm not having focus i'm just saying i like to be uh, uh, knowledgeable of a lot of things so my focus right now as i said earlier is uh, the gaming industry and this is what i'm focusing on that's why i'm not branching out to do like a business and stuff so it's always good to have focus to build goals and to put milestones for those goals or like let's say a timeline for those goals so uh, if it works out it works out if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but, but uh ju- just just a quick note and um a lot of people might not believe this but it's it's so true uh gaming can be as uh, informative and as uh, educational as any other field in the whole world so i i learn how to video edit i'm slowly learning how to design and all the other cool things that i could have learned anywhere else so like uh, even gaming as a let's say an entertainment or a fun industry can still be very helpful and very informative and teach you a lot of things. So it doesn't mean that I'm not uh, improving in my life. It just means that I'm focusing on something completely different. And the word we're looking for here and the keyword is like focus. And that's what everyone should be doing. Focusing on one thing to be able to deliver. right. Like uh- uh, you, you, you are a multi-talented person. Right? Like
0: when we were sitting together in NYU, you used to show off these apps and things you come up with for hackathons and things. How do you usually come up with these ideas? Like, do you have any design thinking process or some sort of a process where you figure out what is the
1: best solution to fit the problem? Um, honestly, um, no, there, there isn't any uh, like process per se, but it's, it's more of like, um, finding a problem right Uh, again uh, we've been learning this all our lives from all the incubations and like all the accelerators so there's a problem out there Uh, you need a solution right sometimes i'm just like in the bathroom i'm like oh i figured it out or i I could be in a hackathon and like think about it uh, intensively go through several scenarios but it's mainly uh, putting myself in the shoe of that person obviously most of the problems are relatable We've all been through them. So we know exactly what the the problem is all about and uh, what what exactly we need to do to be able to solve it, right? Sometimes it's just about finding that little techie thing that will help you or finding out uh, an algorithm or a scenario where uh, the, the problem can be solved. And yeah, it's just about someone finding it faster and executing it faster. So a lot of people can think of problems, can think of solutions, but uh, only very, very few are the ones who actually go out and execute. And uh, in my case, uh, I'm a very big executor. <laughs> executor is actually a fucking word, you guys. But like, yeah, I- I'm a person who... It's like murdering somebody. No, no. <laughs> no, not that execution. Uh, I'm talking about uh, like executing as like applying. So I'm a person who always applies. So a lot of people in meetings, even at my full-time jobs would like suggest so many good ideas. But then when you ask them, okay, so what happened with that idea? It's like, uh, I thought it was just an idea, right? They would never do any action towards it. But uh, in my case, I'm always... Uh, trying to do an action and by action, I don't mean go and start up a company and start building a business and stuff. I just mean like working towards a solution the solutions in my case are always ready. It's just that I never bothered pursuing them. I didn't feel like they are my passion or my, um, uh, my thing to pursue if that makes sense. So uh, sometimes I don't want to sit and waste so much time just to, uh, come up with something that is already, um, like out there or something that I will not like, I'll be miserable working on if that makes sense, right? So I wanna um, uh, work on something that uh, I'm really passionate about and something that I would have fun doing, right? So many of these startups were great ideas, uh, great solutions. I had so much fun doing them, but uh, they weren't something that I would personally uh, pursue for so long, if that makes sense.
0: That's fine. I mean, not all your ideas are worth pursuing. Like I tend to have like really stupid ideas that the next day I'm like, why the fuck did I think of something that stupid?
1: We all do, we all do.
0: Yeah, it's a a complex process, right? Like, coming up with random ideas, like, you, it's basically, like, you throw, like, there's this saying in uh, my case of India, in Tamil Nadu, I'm from Tamil Nadu, so they say, like, there's this old habit, what they do is, do you know cows, right? Yeah. So, these cows, take a shit, of course. And what they do, they use this shit to as manure and stuff. And what they do is they, like, there are these people who bundle all them together and throw it on a wall so that it dries up. I don't know why they actually do it, to be honest, but what they do say is like, there's this proverb that says like, if you keep throwing shit at the wall, some of it's bound to stick to it. So in that way, what I'm saying is like, like when you ideate so many different things, like you tend to have like a whole ton of stupid ideas.
1: Um, what, 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 what I, what I want to say is um, no idea is stupid, right? Uh, even stupid ideas can eventually uh, end up making something really good. Uh, so uh, um, what I want to say is never give up. Maybe you did not get the idea in the beginning. So, uh, so I, a lot of times, well, what, uh, especially when there's hackathons with themes and stuff, right? Um, a lot of times, like, uh, I would think of an idea and a solution. I would figure something good out. But then by talking to a lot of people and uh, getting feedback and stuff, I would eventually uh, end up making something com- completely different. Like um, a very big example is uh, a project I was working on for bullying, right, in schools. And I, after talking to a lot of people, I realized that bullying really wasn't the issue I'm trying to solve. It's, it's something that I should not be solving, right, because bullying is not, is not the thing I'm – a very i'm not an expert at bullying and it wasn't the time to me for me to be solving the bullying issue right but what i figured out is um, and that was the cool part is uh i made an application that uses iot to help the students learn right so from from me thinking about bullying i was able to make an application about studying right and i think that's where the power lies and yeah i think that's that's exactly where we need to um uh, put focus on and never think our any idea is bad. Uh, bad ideas generate good ideas. So never give up and always uh, like aim for the best, aim to try to get the good idea. No idea is bad, you know, that, that that's, that's all I want to say.
0: This studying app, right,
1: uh, how does it work? What does it do? So in short, I don't want to get too much into the details, but in short, it's an IoT uh, uh, package software, basically with the hardware that helps the student learn better. It's more interactive with the students. Um, um, So, like, for example, it it helps the student answer questions. It helps the student ask doubts, especially uh, in the stigma where uh, some students can be very shy to ask questions, just not to feel stupid. So there's a lot of complexity in terms of the whole interactions with the students but it's more of like a big, big, big guide to the teachers and uh, helping them to be able to to, um, deliver better. So there was uh, the use of uh, VR, AR, uh, the use of IoT as well, uh, having a a couple of devices help you uh, learn better. And eventually the whole idea was to turn the classroom into an interactive classroom. So rather than having like a board or slides and then the students copying notes, it was more of like living the experience, living the whole uh, learning process and being able to apply it on the spot while learning. So it, it was a great project and a couple of uh, big companies in the UAE without mentioning names, were like adapting it and very interested in the project. So I'm very proud of it. Uh, this is one of the really good projects that I worked on and enjoyed actually. But yeah, I, uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's on pause right now just because I'm busy with this stream and all. Schools, classrooms, and
0: all these things with technology?
1: Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, it will be all introduced into the classroom and like to make it more interactive.
0: Even before this whole coronavirus thing, right, uh, there has been too much technological influence in it. Like what happens is we are oversaturating technology, becoming further and further complex. All right. So
1: w- w- the difference between what I do and um, is I'm not really changing the syllabuses. I'm just giving the teachers and the students a tool to play around with, if that makes sense. So I'm 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 definitely not trying to change the syllabuses. Uh, this is definitely not my job. Not something I would be interested to do. But uh, I'm just making a tool that will be able to uh, help the students and support the teachers to be able to deliver education better. So that's that was my aim, my my main goal and my aim. And uh, yeah. I'm definitely not trying to get into syllabus. It's definitely not my thing.
0: What do you think improves teaching? Like what are the metrics that you assigned for this? Like how does it help teachers? Can you go into more detail of that? Again,
1: it, I asked more than thousands of students uh, for this. And the main, main uh, concerns and the main issues that I was seeing from pattern was that education is boring. It doesn't actually teach you. It just gives you knowledge. It like shoves knowledge into your head. You memorize it. You go write it in the exam. You completely forget about it. <clears throat> and I believe, if you're hearing this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, what I did is uh, I made it more interactive. So a student would go and let's say we're, they're learning about chemistry, right? Uh, they would go into a VR. Uh, imagine themselves in a lab, or the classroom would be shaped into a lab. There will be a lot of uh, interactive uh, things. So they'll have their iPad. Maybe an AR image would pop-up of a chemical that they have to interact with uh, put it in like uh, 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 put it in like a glass and then add another chemical and what happens is uh, they see all the fancy stuff happening stuff that they don't have to waste resources on and stuff that um, they can see At the same time a teacher can simply just uh, put a video of YouTube that's uh, educational uh, rather than just her explaining uh, she can create the video herself, upload it onto the thing, uh, add pictures, uh, add the notes so that the students don't have to waste so much time rewriting the notes or just looking at slides. Um, yeah, so it just, it just enables the teachers to do much more than what they're doing right now. Uh, there's also a couple of other features that uh, – uh, check the student's posture, like while they're sitting down, it checks the posture and it finds that if someone's like sitting in the wrong way, they'll tell them. Uh, it will re- have reminders for like uh, food, hydrations, hydration, all that cool stuff that students never got the privilege of having. That is an interesting solution. I mean, a lot of things, right? Like,
0: I, I don't know. Did, have you tried how effective this is? Like, have you seen like the? Have you tried implementing it and see how it how the response was?
1: Uh, not on a bigger scale, unfortunately. That would require years and years of uh, processes and uh, like approvals and all, right? Especially in this country where uh, education is taken very seriously and uh, safety of the students but i did try it on a couple of students uh, at their like at their at their free places and at their free times so we had like a class of five sitting on desks and they were being monitored and that was mainly our demo as well so on stage once on the stage we had a student uh, run the whole program himself while he's studying and that was one of our demos uh, to show uh, so yeah we, we did run it it was effective and uh, yeah, we even brought some random, complete students who never heard of the idea. It was just like, hey, come study this in a classroom. And we tested it compared to like a teacher teaching it. And obviously the results were incredibly better because like the students came out. All he was talking about is, ah, I learned this and I saw this and I, and I get the and I got to like do this. But then the guy who came out from um, just uh, learning from a teacher, he's like, oh yeah, we wrote this and uh, I learned this. And this and this so yeah so we didn't have that much of resources to be able to test as much as we wanted to but we did a couple of tests and the results were incredible
0: and do you really think uh, interaction is completely correlated with the pe- people understanding concept like if a student interacts with something is it 100% sure
1: that they would understand better uh, i would say yes but my answer would be go ask the students and find out yourself uh, i mean the idea is uh, it's not just in, in education. Anything with that interaction is, is going to make you and help you understand better. If I come up to you right now and um, uh, give you something, right, while I'm saying thank you, it's much more powerful than me just saying thank you on chat, right, uh, obviously. And, uh, yeah, the, I, I believe the, the best people to ask are the actual students. They will tell you better in terms of education. And that's what I exactly did before for even starting my solution. But yeah, um, in my opinion, I think it's, it's very important to have an interaction while studying.
0: Let's move on from this. Right? Like, uh, the next thing I want to ask is like, do you consider yourself to be a productive person or a lazy person? And how does your
1: typical day look like? I'm the laziest person you'll ever meet in your life. I want to tell you this. In fact, if I wasn't lazy, I would have probably been with Elon Musk by now. That's, that, that's literally my claim. Uh, The idea is I have so much uh, things in my head to do, right? And I write plans and i done like, I I am productive to some extent, right? I do finish what I want to finish. Not necessarily on time, but I do finish it, right? But uh, I am a lazy person, unfortunately. It wasn't something I was born with. I remember as a child, I was very interactive and not lazy at all. In fact, I would always be the, the happy student waking. I would wake up before my parents would wake me up and like be ready for school and so, I wasn't lazy as a child, but then life hit me hard and <laughs> I became lazy. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 I, I, something I should definitely improve and I'm working on it. But, yeah, I, I am lazy, uh, but uh, I still do end up being productive eventually. So, I end up doing my things. It just, it just sometimes takes longer than what I would expect.
0: When you do things, do you have like a schedule or something like this has to be done by this time or else it's not going to work out, something like that? Or is just like everything's in your head and you're like, you know what, I probably should
1: do that. Like which type of person you think you are? I used to schedule things back in the day, but then I realized I spent so much time scheduling things and then I never get to do them. Right. So uh, like I, I would build so much plans and stuff and then like something goes wrong and I'm like, shit, my plan got fucked. And like I have like i I, I, there's, I need to make an alternative, and like that's where it all starts going bad um, w- What I would say is uh, uh planning is good, but don't put too much time on planning it's put more time on the execution that, that that would be my advice right and um, uh, it's good to plan, but the way I started planning now is no longer a schedule and timelines and stuff. I would just put like uh, this is the thing I need to do. And this is the time I need to do it before, and that's exactly what I do, and, uh, and that's all I need. Actually, that's literally the only thing I do and I need, because I I I I I figured it out. If if you if you, if you put too much time into planning and stuff, and then not actually do the thing, well, what's the point, right? So I, I I I do have my plans on what I need to finish and what's the priority, and I think that's exactly what I need. Like I don't need anything else.
0: What about your Twitch Twitch streams? Uh, sometimes I see your uh, reminder that it's at five. Sometimes it's at four. Sometimes it's at nine. Do you have any specific schedule for that that I'm not looking at, or are you just
1: figuring out what time is better suitable and all these? So in terms of Twitch um, scheduling, is a little different with Twitch. The keyword you're looking for here is consistency, right? So what happened with Twitch is uh, I actually made a very very big schedule. Uh, when I started and uh, it (laughs) it was a complete disaster. So I did like a whole schedule, like 15, 16 hours a day. But then as soon as I started streaming, I realized that being on for too long can sometimes be harmful to you, especially like uh, when you don't have viewers watching that delay your average views. And um, sometimes it's just not good to be on for so long and you would wanna do other things and stuff, right? So that goes with my point earlier about Planning too much is not good. It's about execution, right? But uh, with Twitch, it's kind of different because it's all about consistency, right? Uh, People who wanna watch me and people who like watching me uh, wanna have like a fixed schedule. Like every day at seven, this guy's gonna be on so I can be prepared for it. If I'm always logging in randomly and streaming at random times, it's gonna be very hard to track that. And sometimes, or many people who are very good supporters of mine might not have, like they might be at work or they might be outside because they don't know what time it is, right? If it's random, right? So the idea here is you wanna be consistent, uh, do it at a time that's like, uh, obviously you cannot satisfy everyone, but do it at a time that's convenient for the majority of your viewers, right? And obviously what I did is I kept asking people what time is it and for different things I have, so like my community games are usually start at nine because that's when everyone's like freer. Uh, My normal streams start at seven. My B positive shows at five. So again, and I want to be consistent about it because uh, I think consistency is the key. And uh, yeah, that's what builds your views and stuff. If, if again, if I'm just randomly logging in at all times, it, I won't have consistent views. And this is something that was proven for years over through YouTube, through um, uh, Twitch and all. If if you uh, like, if people need to start expecting you online, right? Like I know that at Wednesday, this guy is going to put a video. On Thursday, this guy is going to go live. On uh, September, this company is going to do this, right? It's all about expectations and meeting those.
0: Tell me more about your shows. Like you said three shows, the community show, your
1: regular stream, and Be Positive. Tell me more about all three of them. So my regular streams are just me playing a game. What I'm doing in, in this month, July, is I'm doing a game marathon where I play and solo games and new games every single day uh the current game that i'm playing is called life is strange so yesterday we finished the first episode by the way a big shout out to square next the company that made it very 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 good game like i love the game so much i i can't wait to finish all the five episodes to be honest um and uh The other show what I do with the community games is I usually have my viewers play with me. So that's one of the, my, my favorite shows. uh, It was called the BB Thursday night, but then we just made it community games and yeah, it's basically where I play with the viewers and uh, sometimes we do things with them. So like uh, I don't want to, I kind of don't want to spoil a lot for you guys, but we're going to have a yoga session coming up soon on my stream. We're going to have a baking session. We're going to have a painting session and we're going to have a singing session. So the singing session is going to actually be next Tuesday. So not today, but like the next Tuesday, where I'm going to have, uh, like, let's say an artist, a music artist and a photographer called Faisal, who's going to sing funny stuff with me on stream, and he's going to write a song for me on stream. And you guys will have the privilege of seeing me sing. And obviously, your ears are going to start bleeding. But yeah, stuff like this. And finally, my Be Positive show, something I'm very proud of is... uh, uh, it's, it's every Friday and Saturday at five. What I do is um, I get people to talk about certain topics. Uh, it, it's literally it, it goes from zero to hundred. Like all the topics that could you have it, that you could potentially think about: um, uh, fitness, uh, design, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, cosplay, sports, relationship, anything you can possibly think of. In fact. If you are hearing this and you are interested to join my show and to talk about something, if you have something to talk about, uh, please feel free to get in touch with me and I'll definitely hook you up with like an episode. Uh, But yeah, so far the show has been going extra good. In fact, many people are actually more interested in the show than my gaming content, surprisingly. So they they kept asking for more shows throughout the week. But uh, for now, I would like to keep it just on the weekends. But yeah, that, those are the three main things that I do on my channel, uh, and obviously I would have like random events at random times if as, as needed.
0: This episode is going to premiere next to next Monday, so next Monday there is already an episode on the pipeline, and this is going to release after that. That's next to next Monday. so that would be let me today's July 13th uh, just a minute July. Thirteen. yours will be heading on July 27 so what what events are coming after July 27
1: I, I don't plan that far <laughs> so that's too far for me I usually plan the week so I know what I'm doing this week and that, that's it and I know that the, the two people I'm hosting on the V Plus show that's, that's how I usually do it but otherwise, I don't plan for that long. Unless if there's like an event that is a world event. Like, I know like Halloween is coming up in October. So I plan something for Halloween and Christmas and like, let's say my birthday, that, that, those kind of things. But otherwise, I, I, I prefer not to plan that far. that far, Because, like, if something, like if, if, I, if something major changes in my life, I cannot do what I promised. So I usually don't like to plan that far.
0: And before you started your with stream, right? How much research did you put into getting the right things, right place? Like you would have started somewhere, right? Like to start there, how much research did you put into it? If somebody's new wants to join, how much effort should they put in prior
1: to starting? Um, I didn't really do research per se. I just, uh, well, I was, uh, before I was a streamer, I was a viewer to many. I was actually a mod in a couple of channels, uh, even celebrities. You guys might be surprised but like, I'm actually a mod in two celebrity channels, and a mod is basically someone who has the privileges uh, as a viewer. But um, yeah, I've been watching streams for over two years before I started, so I was like, I would say this was my research, right? This was the learning curve where I learned how what streamers do, what uh, stuff they use. But obviously, when I started streaming myself, I always had to get a little more into details, like I, I need to know which software. Uh, are available, which one I prefer using, uh, what, what are the standards of streaming, uh, how do people do it, and obviously the talking part. So um, a lot of people think what streamers do is easy. All they do is just get on camera and speak. And my challenge to everyone listening today is, you go and do it and try it out for yourself, see if it's easier or not. Uh, talking on camera is really hard. And you know what's worse? It's talking to a camera with no one viewing it, or no, like let's say you have inactive users, right? Good luck talking to yourself for like a few hours, and unfortunately, many, 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 many streamers uh, end up doing that for months before they even get acknowledged. And uh, again, it's it's really hard, but that's the process, right? Uh, luckily for me, I did not it did not take me a few months. Uh, Alhamdulillah, like I was blessed to have a supportive community, supportive viewers who kind of pushed me harder uh, every day. And uh, yeah, uh, to me, it wasn't that bad. But the, I remember the first uh, few days I streamed. Uh, in my life completely. I remember I, I, I barely had like two, three viewers and these guys would like be away from keyboard most of the time. So it's just me talking to myself. And you know what, 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 the idea in my mind is I didn't care how many viewers watching. I was putting the content good regardless, right? It's not like, oh, there's no viewers, let me just close or I don't need to talk to them. I, I, I was happy talking to myself for the few few days and I, knowing that whether I have 100,000 viewers or whether I have one loyal viewer to me uh, that that's the same. And I, and I appreciate every single person who was there. And I think that's what kind of built the better community, you know, like well, people like things that uh, give them happiness. Right. So uh, th- this is the, 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 the feeling I want to create when they're on my stream. And, I, and, 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 and this is what makes me proud the most is when I see someone messaging me, telling me, Hey, I missed your stream, or I can't wait to see your stream or your streams make me happy. And this is, uh, the feedback I want to get because it, one, it validates that I'm doing the right thing. Uh, two, it makes me happy that people are actually enjoying my stream and I want to build more people uh, to be happy. I want to build more content for them and I want to be able to provide more, if that makes sense. Perfect. One last thing. Uh, give a shout out. So guys, my social is BZMOT, B-Z-U-M-O-T. This is literally me everywhere on the internet. Just literally Google it. You will find it. Uh, B. B. Zumut is what I like to be called uh, on my like social stuff. So I'm called B. my name is actually Bisher, but uh, everyone calls me BB. B. Uh, but yeah, BBZumot is my tag on Instagram, Twitch, uh, YouTube, everywhere, literally everywhere. If you wanna find me, it's BBZumot. And yeah, just 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 feel free to contact me to any to any link. Uh, I have a Patreon as well, but I don't promote. But like, it's too early to promote my Patreon. Uh, if you wanna support me. Uh, you guys are definitely not obligated to support me. It does help me, by the way. I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm I'm rich and I don't need it. But it it, it does financially help me. But uh, you are at no uh, condition obligated to support me. You being in my stream is more than enough support. Trust me on that. And yeah, that's where you find me. So twitch.tv slash Bizumot or just Bizumot on any social media.
0: It was nice talking to you.
1: It's a weird conversation because I never got the appeal of game streaming until I saw yours. Uh, again, thanks, man. I really appreciate you. This is exactly the kind of comments that I, I, that I love hearing. Uh, I'm happy that Abu started enjoying this. And uh, I hope uh, you guys will also start watching and uh, enjoying it as much. Uh, but yeah, uh, Abu was actually one of my very first supporters, a great guy. He helped me do my panels and he helped me like he called out a couple of people. And I definitely already mentioned to him that I want to host him on my B Plus channel. I'm sure he has great stuff to talk about. And yeah, uh, thank you, Abu, for all the support. And thank you to Abu's viewers who are going to watch this and uh, hopefully be there in my channel. Uh, Thank you, man. I'll see you. Thank you, Abu, and uh, good luck.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. This episode's going to be the final episode of this season. And next season, I don't know when I'm ready to record. I'll record. I have no fixed schedule and I don't really, I can't really be bothered. On top of that, don't lose touch with me on Instagram. That's Insta for podcast. Post random content over there. It's going to be really informational. So have a nice day. Thank you.